with all the avenues of portraying ourselves in a sense through social media, through our work relationships, through our, our parent life, through our interaction or um, through our with our siblings, through our interaction with our children, right? We wear many, many different hats and there's a lot of different pressures around each of those labels that we take on. And sometimes we focus too much on that projected authentic self and we exaggerate or under-exaggerate or um, pretend to be something that we're not because of those two selves being in conflict. But again, mm-hmm. it's that conflict piece that yes. tells us the story and the inside says, hey, this is a conflict. What is the real self and what are the barriers? And, and that involves a lot of vulnerability. Maybe I do want to send my kids overnight to their <laughs> to their grandma and grandma's house so I can have a break because I'm at a breaking point. And to give yourself the permission to do that is is probably a piece of that real authentic self. The projected authentic self says that parent's going to be there. They're going to be like this superhero, which I don't know. I haven't met a real one in real life. Unrealistic. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's actually healthy for you to be able to give yourself and your spouse that time. For sure. Absolutely. Because there's a relationship hat that we're supposed to be wearing. It's like we become, you know, partner, partner, spouse and spouse, husband and wife, which whichever um, you identify with. And we want to say, I'm going to be the best husband there is. But then all of a sudden it fades into the, the background as we have these other roles that take priority sometimes. So. And I love your example. So the projected self, right? So I immediately think of social media, right? And for me, this is a personal um, experience for me. I, before I will put any sort of profile picture, et cetera, I have to make sure that I look the best that I can, right? It's got to sure. be the best angle, and I want to make sure I have on the right outfit, right? right? And that's my projected self because the truth is, if you catch me on a Sunday <laughs> and I'm at the store, I don't have on makeup. I'm in sweats, and we're lucky if I brush my hair. So it's completely comfortable, <laughs> right? That's what I call is, that. It is, which is also healthy, right? It's it is. also part of my authentic self, but it's. Right. A vulnerable self, right? It is. I don't look like I'm ready to take on the world, right, with all my makeup and whatever that means, right? (laughs) Right. So, yeah. And, and, you know, that's not to say that we shouldn't be careful with what we post, you know, to social media sites and things like that, too, right? Yes. You know, because sometimes there's, again, there's some boundaries around what we can portray as our authentic self and what's okay. It doesn't mean it's a projected self. It just means that um, this is the self that um, I'm okay with the world finding out about, right? Yes. But not all go. pieces of those self of ourself do we need the world knowing about, right? To right. be successful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I think in terms of us both being in a professional realm, right? Um, that is a lot of the time what we are once we walk in the door, right? That is our projected self, right? That's the hat we're wearing. Right, right. right. Um, but all those things are still part of who we are, right? All those other things, being a parent, right? All yes. of those things, the spouse, all of those pieces, the Naranon um, member. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I think it also um, filters in. It um, kind of buttresses, right, um, who we are, our authentic self and our professional self. So Right, right. Yeah. And and it's okay to to be vulnerable in those roles, right? I'm Absolutely. vulnerable as a leader to a certain degree, you know. Um, 
But when we're working with discovering our true selves, it's important to have a clear idea of what that is, right? And that's when we know our real authentic self, which is when there's a clear idea. When we're kind of like, I think this is how we should do this if I'm a, you know, a husband or a dad, right? I think I should, you know, run out, play hide and seek 24 seven, I guess. I don't know, whatever it is. That's what we were doing last night. <laughs> <laughs> and that was tired. Dad was, Dad was tired after a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah, and for me as a mom, so my children are both um, much older, right? And so the role has changed and all the expectations of what mothering means, right? Sure. And I often don't know either what that means. And I feel vulnerable in that. I feel vulnerable in, should I be doing this? Should I be texting and reaching out to my children who are old enough to not have to tell their mom where they are, right? right. What does that mean? Am I, and if I let them know that I am questioning these things, does that make me look vulnerable as their mom and as that authority wow. figure, if yeah. you will, right? right. Um, because that's always been my role, the hide and seek, right? All those things. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. changed um, dramatically. And so, yeah, very vulnerable. Right. Sort of changes from this healthy obedience to this um, healthy independence. And that means we have to let go of all control. And that's scary. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite there yet, but <laughs> work in progress. Coming. Right, right. <laughs> vulnerability and empowerment, right? So we talked about vulnerability and authenticity and how yeah, obviously what we just talked about can be at conflict sometimes. So, but how can vulnerability be empowering or does that even belong together? Oh my gosh, I believe so. Because for me, like I said, several life experiences, right? Um, one of the things that um, I often share, so I was a non-traditional college student. Um, and when I came back to start earning my post-secondary education, um, I felt very vulnerable, right? Sure. I've been out of education for 17 years. Wow, wow. 17 years. A lot of things um, to relearn there, yes. Yes, felt very, very vulnerable. But me starting to discover and ask some of these questions about the things I was learning was so empowering for me, right? And now I, I here I sit, right? The therapist right. Yeah. on the podcast having these conversations. And so, so empowering um, to be vulnerable in that space. But I had, there were certain things I had to admit and maybe not out loud, right? Right, right. Um, Maybe internally to myself, maybe by way of my work, the papers I was writing, et cetera. Um, but I did, I admitted, you know, what I was learning and the discovery um, within myself and education and the world, right? Right. And so that vulnerability allowed me to become extremely empowered. Yeah, yeah. So in a sense, vulnerability can build confidence. And it's, it's always an uncomfortable experience because definitely <laughs> you don't know what people are going to do with some of that vulnerability as well. And that's a scary thing as well. So there's lots of fear that's involved in that. But um, vulnerability can also not be empowering as well, right? It has this, this buildup effect, right? I could either build on confidence or all of a sudden someone takes that vulnerability and and uses it against me. That can be a very scary thing. And it builds this evidence that I'm not going to be vulnerable because it isn't empowering. Right. So it's almost like the opposite is true in that regard. But taking those brave first steps like you were talking about, Lashana, helped you tremendously. Right. And I can say, too, like I took on this leadership role, you know, before this role. And I talk a lot about that 
um, now because I, I think I gained a lot of experience from it. I remember going into my supervisor's office and be like, I'm not competent for this. I don't know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we wouldn't have asked you to do the role if we didn't think you knew what you were doing. So, <laughs> but it can be, it can feel like that, right? And, and, and then asking for help and setting proper boundaries around it is helpful too. But we can also develop a ton of armor around it. And I think Brene uses that word too, armor around our vulnerability so that we're not our true selves. Yeah. I am the queen also of allowing the wind to be taken out of my sails. And as I kind of began with when we started this discussion was, you know, when I'm vulnerable, I have to decide, right, when and where and how to reveal that. And in instances when I do, I generally build myself up to that projected self, right? And even with my vulnerabilities. And so from there, you know, if I don't meet that expectation maybe of what I project that I should be, or I hear something from another individual, right? That takes the wind out of my sails, so to say, then yeah, it's not empowering. And I struggle, even though I get up here and I talk a very good game about being empowered and being my authentic self. I also um, have a very hard time with allowing things to defeat me Um, and remembering that it is me that's allowing that. Right. Yeah. Um, And so that's when it's not so empowering to be vulnerable. I know we, we take on that catastrophizing or that all or nothing thinking and say, since this went poorly, everything's going to go poorly. Yes. And, I'm a failure. And I'm a failure and yes. I'm not good enough. And all those, all that dialogue, right? So lots of fear. And, and I think the fear that comes from vulnerability is just that, right? It could go wrong. You know, I it, being in a relationship is one of the most vulnerable things you mm-hmm. can do. And, and, you know, we work with relationships almost on a daily basis. And we know that clients really struggle with um, becoming vulnerable again after that trust has been defeated in a sense right yes and that's because we have what stephen c hayes would call is a problem-solving judgmental and analytical mind right we're constantly looking for um the next problem that's coming our way and how to solve it and how to overcome it right so it's like we're um in a forest surrounded with bears and that's just where we live right (laughs) (laughs) and so the first time lashana goes out and um She's out of the, the cabin, and, and she sees a bear, and she's like, I'm going to poke the bear, right? Because that's what Lashana does. She just pokes the bear. Get at it. Get at it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just poke. <laughs> right. Bop it on the nose. <laughs> it turns out the bear turns around and gets kind of mad at her, and <laughs> the bear's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Lashana down. And Lashana's like, oh, no, you're not. And so she fights the bear the first time, right? And then gets her, her butt kicked and has some scratches and a hospital visit, and Um, but she lives in the environment with the bears, right? Now she's built some evidence that fighting the bear doesn't work, right? (laughs) (laughs) So this time she's going to go out and she's going to, she sees a bear and she runs back to the cabin and she's safe, right? And that again, builds evidence, right? That says, Hey, I'm going to use the analytic part of my brain to draw from this evidence pile and bopping the bear on the nose didn't work. So I'm going to run from the bear every time. But little do we remember that sometimes we're farther away from the cabin and things like that. So I think being vulnerable is, is that complex, right? And we use for good reason that evidence pile that we create to try to overcome those fears we face um, because we're wired for protection and reward. Yeah. 
Yeah, and being vulnerable, you know, we don't talk about this enough, but it's part of the human condition because of some of the things you talked about, right? We try to prepare, we try to plan for all this stuff that life has for us. Well, can't really do that, right? Because when you least expect it, there it is, right? Right. And so um, that makes us vulnerable on a whim at at a moment's notice, right? We don't know what's happening. And so, yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. It's scary. False evidence appearing real. I heard that once. I don't know where I heard it from, but it makes sense when we talk about fear, right? Because it is false evidence. It's it's telling us that maybe I just got to stay inside the cabin because that's the safest place to be, right? And then no bears will get me, but little do I know that I have to go to town to get food and, you know, so on and so forth, right? <laughs> so right. it's maybe not the best answer. And, and that's where sometimes vulnerability can be hard to do again is because I have all this evidence that is so real that why would I ever even try to be vulnerable, vulnerable again? Um, and that means let's break it down. Let's go little baby steps at a time, right? Absolutely. Um, to get there. Because no one says you have to jump in with both feet all the time and, you know, do a cannonball right into vulnerability, right? <laughs> That's what I tried to do at this meeting and it didn't work. <laughs> Like vulnerability, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to show them how I know how to be vulnerable. <laughs> and that's a great example too, because yes, in my Naranon experience, right, I I didn't share for a very long time, right. Um, so I didn't run and cannonball, as you're saying, right, right. Um, but I did eventually, right. And it was baby steps. I waited right. for something that I felt was maybe not as intense, if you will. Sure. Um, and so while it did take some time, right. Um, I did do it. And right. so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and it's the pathway to growth, right? Vulnerability. We can't grow unless we're vulnerable um, because we're trying something new and we're growing. It's different than, you know, I used to do hiring and um, things like that in my last role. And one of the things that always seems to be like the cliche thing is if they have lots of experience and they're certainly going to be good. Mm-hmm. But someone once told to me, a mentor told me that if they've worked for 20 years and had the same experience each year, like they've had 20 years of repeated equal experience, they're not growing. You'd rather have that newbie that's fresh off the um, college graduation stage and um than that one that's had the same year of experience over and over again, right? Because vulnerability is the pathway to growth and without it, we can't grow. And I can tell you some of the most vulnerable things that I've been through have been some of the most wonderful, even though they sucked, <laughs> they were not fun. <laughs> they, I look back on them and boy, they that's where I grew the most. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I agree with you 100%. Um, they did. They Those things sucked. They were the hardest things, right? And when you're in it, it's miserable. And you think, why is this happening to me? How did I get here? Right? You do all that stuff. You do all this questioning, right? Right. But then, yeah, when you're on the other side of it, oh, my gosh, look how far I've come. Um, right. And I think the beauty about vulnerability is through our growth with it, then we can then share with other individuals and how we relate and how we build a connection based on that. Right. Um, especially for us as therapists, right, to be in that space with an individual who is in generally a very vulnerable point in their life, whatever that looks like. For sure. For and for sure. them to share it, right? They're scared. They're hesitant for all the, these reasons we've been discussing. Um, but then for us to reach out and say, you know what, I understand that or 
I've been there or, you know, I've I've known somebody. Right. And right. to connect with that individual um, and then to see them be able to grow as well. Just amazing, beautiful pieces also of the human condition. Yeah. Yeah. It's those bridges that we can build to different alternative realities that are healthy for us. Right. That don't have to be the same reality over and over again. We can move out of that cabin in the wood with all the bears around it because that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I'm not going But it's a very there. real thing for people, right? <laughs> Indeed. <yeah. laughs> it is. It is. You know, we joke about it, but it is real. You know, it there's is. lots of trauma that can be related to that, too. I mean, make it really hard for us to jump out of that protective state, right? Absolutely. And be vulnerable to try something new. Yes. Speaking of growth... Now's the time we got to talk about our goals. Oh. Ooh. How would you do this week? Of course I get to start because <laughs> I didn't course. do as well as I would have liked. So <laughs> on my first goal, right? So I wanted to read more. I will say that I did start. So I completed the first book. I started the second book. Nice. Um, I didn't expect to, but I did. Um, and I read the preface in chapter one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. hey, you, you can determine whether you'll be engaged or not now, right? <laughs> and I actually, yes, from that, I love it. Oh, so amazing. I'm excited about so it's that. Better than that first book it's you chose is kind of like I don't know if I like this. You stuck with it, thankfully, but or yeah, I don't know on. if that's thankfully or not. But now you're into the next book and kind of yeah. So building evidence. Yes, yeah. there you go. On my assertion <laughs> goal, <laughs> eh, not so much. I don't feel that I really did um, by my measurement or standards. Right, there weren't um, any experiences in this past week that I can say that I asserted myself more. So I'm going to have to, you know, go ahead and say that I did not accomplish my goal in that area, but I am still working and seeking those opportunities. Right, right. What's one thing you can challenge yourself to do by next Wednesday when we do this again, or next Tuesday when we do this again? Mm, What can I challenge myself to do by asserting myself? I would say um, I am speaking in front of groups a lot more. And so I just need to assert myself in the sense that when I get into those spaces or rooms, whatever they may be, I just need to, again, believe who it is that I am and remind myself of um, my training. Right. Right. Um, and that and I'm will be prepared. Assert- yeah. And because you were wildly prepared earlier this week for a <laughs> presentation because I seen the PowerPoint and everything and it went well. So, <laughs> well, thanks. So maybe just asserting myself is going to start by me introducing myself as a licensed social worker. Right. Reminding myself, hey, yeah, right. you've earned the credentials to do this. Yeah. There's a reason why you were asked to speak to this. Group, <laughs> right. 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 So I that can be a piece of just yeah. where and- to start that. Sometimes our head spaces are in different spots, too, so we're not prepared for the amount of vulnerability that we need in the moment, and yeah. we need some feedback from a colleague or something like that, and, and we try to do that here and in our roles here. But um, also to you as a listener, right, as if you've struggled with something or you didn't accomplish your objective, right? I think there was only one thing I accomplished last week <laughs> in our goals, and um, it's about failing fast right that's that's a trendy thing right now that's going on <laughs> like fail fast and learn from it and let's indeed <laughs> figure try something different right because yes. if something doesn't work and try something different so um my goals of course physical well-being so um i can say that because of lashana i exercised twice Woo-hoo! last week right it's nice. not my three it's not my three but hey 
It's work. Baby steps. (laughs) That's right. And I've packed my, or made my breakfast and packed my lunch every single day so far. So that's been good. And I did, I think, four of the five last, no, three of the five days I've done meditation. And that's gone well. This Can morning I, ask, I didn't. Yeah, have you seen that? That's improved your mood to start the day when you were able to do that. It does. It does. Okay. So I alternate from doing a calming, uh, a calming one, a daily calm, and I do a, a daily focus as well. Um, and it's it's made a difference. Awesome. I sit down at the beginning of my day, and I think it it does make a difference. But I hardly have enough data yet. Okay. To know. So, um, of course, my skeptical side of me says, well, <laughs> why not just skip it? Because, you know, you make it through every day otherwise, right? <laughs> not a good attitude. <laughs> and sometimes we do need to check ourselves. <laughs> be like, all right, I need to do an inventory right now and understand that um, I can do it. I am making baby steps and making some progress as a result. Yes. There yeah. you go. Yes, and I can attest to that. Yes, Josh and I have exercised a couple times, and he is doing great on the food. I tease him often about, um, because I do not eat healthy at all, so I often tease him (laughs) by (laughs) eating unhealthy foods in front of him as he has packed his healthy food, so... You get an A for the day for being the healthy eater. All right. All right. (laughs) I've been authenticated by (laughs) my coworker. Yes. (laughs) And sometimes we need that too, right? Is um, we we share a lot of vulnerabilities with each other and then authenticating the work that and the progress that we're seeing. So because vulnerability is the pathway to growth. So that's all for today. Join us next week as we discuss the stigmas around mental health. Um, This is Josh and Lashana. Stay authentic, well, and empowered.